Howdy, howdy. Welcome to Keeping Up With The King, episode 221. My name is Mike, and welcome to the Daily Run, our daily podcast here on the Run of the Mills podcast. And whenever I say we, I just mean me. Anyway, hey, we are in chapter 22 of Matthew, and we have been talking about this amazing parable of the wedding feast. And so today uh, I want to talk about some stuff that I talked about, or I, I guess I mentioned the last two times, and that is the uh, the prophecy within this parable, that it's not just showing um, showing us things that have happened in the past, but also speaking of things that had yet to happen in the future. So lots of amazing stuff that's going on here in the in the uh, the parable things that Jesus is talking to the people listening about that should be uh, condemning and um, convicting. Uh, the goal, of course, of, I believe, is for them to hear this and repent. But um, we'll find out at the end, verse 14, he says, for many are called, but few are chosen. So let's see how we get to that point, because I think that phrase can be very confusing. But if we read this, I think it'll, I think if you read the parable first, then you understand the last phrase. But hey, let's look at it. Verse one, it says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them. That's again, the the people around there in the temple courts, uh, including the chief priests and scribes. Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. We talked before about how this is a picture of the father and the son, how uh, God, the father and Jesus, the son. All right. All right, so he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. So his servants, I believe, would be the prophets calling out to the uh, the children of Abraham, the sons of, of uh, Isaac, the Jewish people, uh, the children of Israel, the Israelites. All right, he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. So here he is proclaiming the goodness, proclaiming his goodness, proclaiming the blessings, the abundance he has to offer. Come to the marriage of my son, the king says. And yet they make light of it. Now, when I read that, they made light of it. I thought, well, that's that's kind of a an interesting phrase. It seems very English to me. <laughs> not not a uh, maybe a Jewish turn of phrase. And so I looked it up. The Greek word is amaleo, and basically what it means is they neglected it. They they gave little thought to it. They treated it. Uh, they disregarded it is another way. This is the only time it's like they made light of it. And, and so it, and when I read this, I thought making light of it, I thought like ridicule, like they were laughing or mocking it. But it seems to be more the idea of like they just treated it like it was nothing, treated it like it was unimportant. And they went about their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And, and this is, you know, there's so much right here in this that I think is really fascinating. And I, I could go into it at length, but I'm going to try to be brief. But, but you know, there's, this is the case for so many people when they hear the gospel. For so many people, when they are when they are shown the gospel, 
here's this message of from God, a message of salvation for humanity. God's solution to their problem, the big problem we all have, the problem of sin. Here God is. Here's the problem. Here's your solution. Here's my son who has went to the cross to pay the price for you. And yet people will hear that. The greatest news in the history of of news in in the history of the universe that we broken lost sinners can be saved through the death of God's only son that we can be united together with him through his death and born again uh, and yet people will disregard it they won't give it much thought at all they'll just go right back on doing their thing working on their farm um, go into business, going about daily life, not dealing with the major problem sitting right in front of them. This problem of sin and death. You know, people don't like to think about death because they have to deal with it. When you're faced with your own mortality, then you have to deal with what's going to happen. I remember as a kid being scared to death of death. Um, having lost my own father when I was five, just before my sixth birthday, um, I remember as a kid, six, seven years old, uh, all of a sudden just crying because I started thinking about dying. And it, and it scared it scared me to death. Uh, and so most people, and I think for I was probably included in that, we just try not to think about it and go, go about our daily stuff. And what a tragedy that we go about our lives are just farming and doing our business, and we forget about the gospel. We forget about our need that we can get so, people get so busy that they can set aside this problem they have, the problem of sin and eventual death. So anyway, I want to move on from that one. Um, it says this, verse 6, it says, and the, and the rest seized his servants and treated them spitefully and killed them. All right, so um, the servants went back, right, and they, Say, hey, everything's ready. Some of them make light of it. They go home. But others kill his servants, treat them spitefully, and kill them. Um, just as that happened to many, I mean, read about many of the prophets in history, um, the godly people trying to serve the Lord who were killed by those who didn't want to hear the truth. Verse 7, but when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna back up to verse 7. He says, but when the king heard about it, he was furious. He sent out his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Now, I believe this is prophecy right here. I believe this, this is Jesus talking about what will happen when he is rejected, when he is rejected by uh, the nation of Israel for the most part. Um, of course, many of the early believers were Jewish, but for the most part, rejected by the religious uh, religious leaders, those who are experts on the law, those who are those who had the least excuse to miss the coming Messiah, the ones who had the most information, do their best to lead people away from him. And what's the cost? You know, what's the cost? They're going to just you know. They're going to destroy the temple being his body. And he says, I'll, 
you know, we can, I can raise it up again in three days. And he talks about their, their temple, that not one stone would be left, uh, would be left upon another. One stone, not one stone would be left um, without being overturned. Uh, uh, 70 AD. So 35, 37 years later, um, after this, that's what happened. The Romans come in. The Romans uh, destroyed Jerusalem. They, uh, their leader didn't want the temple to be destroyed because it was considered a uh, kind of a standing treasure and a prize. Uh, and yet it was, it was burned. And then they uh, turned over the stones to get, uh, the story goes, to get melted gold out of the cracks. And uh, in between the, in between the, the stones. And so they turned them over. Uh, and then a year later, the temple Mount plowed with salt. Um, thousands upon thousands of people killed. Uh, and so I think that's what's going on here. I think that Jesus is, is speaking a little prophecy right here. Um, telling them that, you know, that God is going to bring judgment upon them. The, the people standing there listening, those, those chief priests and leaders who are listening to what he's saying. And yet, want to kill him for saying it. Well, we'll keep going next time. Talk to you soon. God bless you.